Today's daf is Gittim daf Nun Beis, and we are at the Mishnah, at the very top of daf Nun Beis Amid Aleph. Today's daf is being learned as a schus before Shalema. V'chayim Yechiel ben Rivka Rachel. Today's daf is also being learned. Le'ilu Nishmas Yochevet Basha Bas Moshe Aaron and Chayim Elazar ben Yibadul Chayim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So the topic of today's daf is going to be the Apotropos. So we're familiar with the idea of an Apotropos. It's mentioned throughout Shas, usually in the context of Yusoyimim. So you have Yusoyimim, usually Kitanim, who don't have anyone to fend for them. Enters the Apotropos, who handles all the financial matters and sometimes even things beyond that on behalf of the Yusoyimim. Today's daf, gitten daf nun beis, is the daf, not the only daf, but if there was going to be a daf with a hey hayadiyah that discusses the Shulchan Aruch, the laws of an Apotropos, it's the daf that we're about to learn right now. Now, why would we be discussing the laws of Apotropos tucked away in Mesech Deskitin? It's because, as we're going to see, Chazal made takonois related to the Apotropos that were mipnei oilam, literally to save the world. Thus, in the spirit of all the different Mishnayas related to Tikkun Oilam, we have a sugya that deals with the Apotropos. There were Yisoyim. They had nobody to take care of them. And they met this man, very, very kind person, and they to him. And this person started taking care of the Yisoyim. Thus, he became the quote-unquote apotropos. But what's unique about this apotropos is that nobody hired him, nobody's paying him. He's a man that met the Yisoyimim and is in an altruistic way taking care of them. Or if there's an apotropos, but this apotropos didn't just become the apotropos, but rather he was hired, he was appointed. By who? By the father of the Yusayimim. Says the Mishnah, This Apotropos has responsibilities, and one of those responsibilities is that if the Yusayimim have a field where Tfua grows, the Apotropos has an obligation to be Ma'aser, Trumas Maestris, from the field of the Yusayimim. Apotropos Shamino of the Yusayimim, an Apotropos that was appointed by the father of the Yusayimim, Yishava. The halacha is, he has to swear. When does he swear? So the Gemara is going to talk more about this at the end of the daf, but it's at the conclusion of the term of him being an apotropos. So when these children grow older, they are cotton godel year, and now they're ready to fend for themselves, so the apotropos is no longer needed. At that point, he needs to swear. There's a shvua, and the purpose of the shvua is that I handled with you in an erlich way, I didn't steal from you, I don't have anything that belongs to you. But the halacha, the mission is that the only time the apotropos swears is if the apotropos was appointed by the Aviyah Yisoyim. Minu Bezdin, however, if Bezdin was the one that appointed the apotropos, lo Yishava. In that case, the apotropos does not swear. Abishol, Oimer, Abishol said, Chiluf Advarim. It's just the opposite. If Bezdin was the one that appointed the apotropos, Yishava. If it was the Aviyah Yisoyim that appointed the apotropos, lo Yishava. What's the Svaris HaMachloikis? The Gemara is going to mention it. And by the way, it's this last halacha, that's the Tikkun Oilam, which is why we're discussing this right now. So, Mipnei Tikkun Oilam, there's an apotropos that has to swear at the conclusion of him being an apotropos. Which apotropos is that? Machloikis Tanah. 
Some held that it was Dafka the Apotropis that was appointed by the Avia Yisayimim. Others held that it was Dafka the Apotropis that was appointed by Best. Either way, this is the Mishnah. It's going to bring with it a very, very long Brisa and Gemaras now that are going to discuss the laws of an Apotropis. But one thing you see right out of the gate, and that is that not all Apotropises were created equally. There's three types of Apotropises that were mentioned in our very, very short Mishnah. There's the Yisayimim Shesamcho Eitzabalabayis, the Apotropis that nobody hired, the assignment met this man and one thing suddenly led to another where this man is just taking care of all the financial needs of the assignment. You have the apotropis that was appointed by the avia assignment and you have the apotropis that was appointed by Bezdin and it's clear that the halachas of one don't necessarily apply to others. Either way, what was the first halacha of the Mishnah? Or where the father of the assignment appointed an apotropis chayiv la'asr peiroisen one of the responsibilities of the apotropis is that the apotropis needs to be ma'aser. He has to be mafresh trumas maestres from the field of the yisayim. I'll ask you a kasha. It says in the parasha of truma came to remove gam atem. And that word atem is a word that was marishalom. It's a lot of drushes that I learned out from atem. One of them is we learn from there that you, meaning the owner of the field, could be mafresh trumas maestres for loy However, let's say you have two partners. One partner can't be mafresh truma and maeser on behalf of the chalik of the other partner. If you have a shear cropper, the shear cropper, although he's a shutif, but he doesn't have the ability to be ma'asr on behalf of the owner. Additionally, an apotropist can't be ma'asr on behalf of the assignment. Rashi has two mahalchem. Had to understand this last line. We'll pick one, and that is that this is the pirish on everything that was mentioned previously in the Brisa. Meaning, the reason atem v'loy shutfim and atem v'loy arisim and atem v'loy apotropin is because atem v'loy atoyer and these are all examples, albeit slightly mechudish examples of where someone is being toyerim as she'ena shaloi. But the bottom line is, you see, there's a halacha that when it comes to being mafish tumas ma'isrus, you can't be toyerim as she'ena shaloi. And one of the examples that are given in the brayis of a toyerim she'ena shaloi is an apotropis. How is it with the mishnah? The mishnah says apotropis is chayiv la'asu perisayim, and here you have a brayis that says a drasha. And the Gemara says, it's not a kasha, kan kan You have to say that the two halachas, the Mishnah and the Brayse, were not discussing the same case. The Mishnah that says, is talking about where the Yusoyimim need food to eat right now. Then the halach is that the apotropist can be ma'asr. In fact, chayev. He has to be ma'asr to prevent these Yusoyimim from being nichshol in the chet of eating tevel. The price that says, Atem, Veloy Apotropin, that's talking about what the Yisraelim don't need anything to eat right now. Rather, they just, the Apotropuses, wants to be Maaser to store away Peiroys that are Misukonim. That's a very, very nice thing that they want to do that. But at the same time, from a pure halachic perspective, being that there's a din of Atem, Veloy Apotropin, it's something that they do not have a right to do. So you have a steer whether or not the Apotropus could be Maaser on behalf of the Yisraelim or can he not. The Mishnah says he can. The Bryce says he cannot, like cash. One is talking about where it's Lahachel, the other one is talking about where it's Laniach. There's a lot more to talk about on this Gemara. And the Israel this will be the topic of the majority of the raid. And the Gemara says to support what Rav Chizda said, meaning Khan Lehachel, Khan Laniach. It's really a Mafurisha Bryce. 
black and white. And before it's a price that says that the apotropin could be ma'aser as it relates to hachel. However, not lohanya. So we mentioned this one line of this price because this is literally verbatim Rav Chizdez Halach. But once we mention the b'risa, we're going to tell you the whole b'risa. Oh, and by the way, it's going to take us like halfway down the Yomit. So really now, the next several, several lines are being mentioned. Agav, not really Agav, because it's the sugi of Apodropos, but the ikr of why we brought this b'risa was for that first line. But now the Gemara is going to continue and just mention the entire b'risa. So again, Apodroposin, Artermin, Uma'isrim Lahacho, V'loy Lohaniach, Dishonly, Umoichol, Lemehema, Vodimuch Fachos. They can sell on behalf of their clients, the assignment, Behemus, Slave, Meat servants, bought them houses, saw this fields, ukramim vineyards, lahachel there too. The only time they can do it is if the reason they're selling is to raise funds, push it to support the assignment. But if they want to just liquidate these assets for future investment, that's not something they're allowed to do. Additionally, if they want, they can sell payros on behalf of the assignment, wine. Oil, they can sell soilus, which is flour, lahachal again, only if the purpose of them selling it is push it so that have money to feed the assignment. Not if they want to put it away. They can take the money of the assignment to make a lulav, an arava, a sukkah, a tzitzit, the chol Not just that, any other cheftishal mitzvah, as long as the amount, the price, is fixed. It's a davish yesh like kitzvah lasuye. What's another example of that? Meaning, it sounds like we're being marbis something in addition to lulav arava sukkah tzitzis shoifer. Shoifer is an example of a cheftzah shal mitzvah, obviously that has a fixed price. The loikchum lahem sefetarit tefillin umezuzis. You can buy for the yisoyim sefetarit tefillin umezuzis. The chol davish yesh like kitzvah and something similar to sefetarit tefillin umezuzis again. Granted that it's a davish yesh like kitzvah lasuye. What's that coming lasuye? Megillah, a megillah. Right. Notice. When we mention Lulavar Rav Asuk and Tzitzis, and now you're being married by something similar, what's the similar? A Chetzesh Mitzvah, a Shoifer. When you're talking about a Sefer Torah, a Mezuzah, and you're being married by something that's similar, what's that? It's something that in the sugi of Stam, it's Kisvei Kodesh, so we're being married by Megillah. Additionally, the in place can I lay stalker. No stalker. So the Apotropin do not have an obligation to give Tzedakah from the estate of their Yusuf. The in place can I lay in even Pidyan Shvuyan. Additionally, they're not obligated to get involved in any Dover Shal Mitzvah to the extent it's a Dover She'en Lo'i Kitzvah. So Tztaka and Pidyan Shvuyim are Dvarim She'en Lo'hem Kitzvah. Rashi said, Tztaka is in Lo'i Kitzvah, da Bechol Shaita Kaima Aniyim. The Nimzu Nechseim Kalim, if a person is just going to give Tztaka, he's going to end up not having any money. So it's a Dover She'en Lo'i Kitzvah, says Rashi, and that's why we're going to be married by other things that are also in Dover She'en Lo'i Kitzvah. Lasuye, what's an example of that? Tanchume Yavelem, which is interesting. What's Tanchume so if you look at Rabbi Yaakov Emden's in the Gemara, he says that the minig was that people used to bring sudas. It's still the minig. They would bring meals to the Avelim, and that Tanchumi Avelim was uh, an expense that was imposed very often on the Tzibur. And that's an example of a Dover She'en like Kitzvah, and as a result, it's not something that we encumber upon the Yisraelim. The do not have a right to walk into court and represent the interests of their clients, not lachov, not to be mechaev, and also not liskois, not for their benefit. So the Gemara says, liskois are my lie. Why can't they go to benefit them? That doesn't seem reasonable. What it means is that what would be if the apotropos when he represented the assignment, and in his mind, he was doing it for their benefit, and it turns out he lost the case, and 
his dover shal schus ended up being a dover shal chay. What the Bryce is saying is, is that it's not chal. It's We look at it now as if he wasn't a balabas to do this. He did not have power of attorney. And as a result, it's not going to go in effect. So enochanami, if the apotropos is going to represent the assignment for a schus and it plays itself out schus, then it's going to be okay. What we're saying, the loy we mean when it was lachov, it ended up being a chayv, it was just a menas list, In that case, it's not going to be okay. The in apetropin rashon limka birachuk for legal bekarv. The apetropins do not have a right to swap the land of the asylum. So, for example, let's say they want to sell a piece of property that's far away and use that money to buy something that's close. Now, you would have thought that that's maybe a good thing, right? You want to have your nechassim close to home. The apetropins can't do that. Additionally, they can't be bira, sell bad nechassim, the legal and change it out for something good. And again, that doesn't either seem reasonable. My time, what's the reason? Because we're afraid that maybe the thing that they're going to buy is going to end up going bad, and it's going to come out that what they did ended up being a bad thing. Now, the truth is, just like there's a possibility that what they buy is going to go bad, there's also a possibility that what they sell is going to go bad. But this is one of the chidushim of the apotropis, and that is that the apotropis can only get involved if it's a schus gomer. If there's any tzad that something bad is going to come about, even if statistically speaking, there isn't a better chance that something bad is going to come about because of this move, because of this pa'ula of the apotropis. That's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, anything with this tzad that something bad can come from, that knocks out this entire transaction. Additionally, the apotropin, rashoin, limkar, sadois, the apotropis can't sell fields on behalf of the assignment and take the money to buy avodim. But if they want to do it in the reverse, that's something they can do. And the reason is because a field is considered a more valuable asset than an Evid is. Apparently the Evid would depreciate a lot quicker than would the field. And as a result, it's considered a bad move. You can't even sell Avadim to buy Sadis, even though that's an upgrade as far as asset class goes. My time, for the reason we said earlier, because we're afraid that maybe the field you're going to buy is not going to be a good field. I maybe the Evid, something's going to happen to, he depreciates. But again, as long as there's any element of risk, that's already a reason not to be able to do this. An apotropist does not have the ability to be moitzi and Evid Kanani Lecheres. Kamash Malon says Rashi, even in a situation where it's Latoivas, the Yisayim. So, for example, Pasha to raise money. It's necessary for a, a good reason. It doesn't matter. The halacha is the apotropist does not have the bailus to be moitzi avadam lacheres. If they do need to liquidate an Evid, there's an Eitz. What's the Eitz? We saw this earlier in the Sugis of Avadim. With the Gizbar, we had the same exact idea. If you remember, Hektish doesn't have the ability to be Meshachar and Evet. So what if they need to liquidate an Evet? So you could do it with a loophole. There's a roundabout way. What they could do is they could sell it Lachayim, get the money. And let those other people be Meitzel Lachayim. Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe said, That you don't have to sell them to somebody and that them go ahead and be Meshachar. You could even sell it directly to the Evet. And the reason is, with nature, who can Meichroi Meaning, just like you can sell your Evid Kanani to a third person, you can sell your Evid Kanani to the Evid himself. Meaning, the Evid giving money to the Adoin is the equivalent of him buying himself, and that's something that's going to work. Finally, at the end of the term of being an apotropist, you sit down with the assignment and you make a cheshman. Meaning you work out all the numbers, make sure everything is okay. It's not something you have to do. It's not something you have to do. Noshim Babadamiktanim, an Isha, an Eved, 
and a katan are all not qualified to be an apotropos. Why? So Rashi says it's not for the same reason. Noshim ain't dark and lots is for love of It's because they're not business people. And as a result, you want the apotropos to be business savvy. Avadim ain't a monim. They have no nemonis. Iktanim ain't a benedas. If Tavia Yisoyimim appointed an Isha, an Eved, or a, a Katan to be an Apotropis, it's something that he has a right to do. Either way, this concludes this long Brysa that mentions a whole bunch of Allahs related to an Apotropis. Why do we mention this Brysa? So for sure, high level, this is the Sugi of the Apotropis. But at the same time, it's really for the first line. The first line said, which was Rav Chizdes Chiddush. And why Rav Chizdes say it? Between our mission and a price, which we're going to talk a lot more about in the ring. Either way, the Gemara is going to tell some stories now related to an Apitropis. Who Apitropis? There was an Apitropis that lived in the neighborhood of Rameir. And this Apitropis was engaging in business on behalf of his clients. And what he did was as follows. He was selling land, and he was buying Gavodim. Rameir didn't allow him to do it. It was one of the Lachas mentioned in the price. It's not okay. Because, uh, piece of property is more valuable than an Evan. In the meantime, Ramea had a dream. And in the dream, he was showed the following. Meaning, he was told by the Sarah Chaloim that what this Apotropos is doing is wrong. And really, it's going to deplete the Nechassim of the assignment. But that's exactly what we want. We don't want these assignment to have any money. And therefore, we're manipulating the mind of this Apotropos to do what he's doing. So you're getting in our way, Ramea. There's a gzeira ki'ilu in shamayim that this is what's supposed to happen to the yisoyimim. So why are you missing zecharayim? Ani laharoyz va'ato livnois afilu hachilo yashkech. But even though Rameir had that dream, he didn't pay attention to the dream. Omar, he said, no, divrei chaloymis loy ma'ilav loy ma'irin. All it is is a dream. Chaloymis have no value anyways. And as a result, he completely ignored this. We're going to get back to this later as well. Another story. So we mentioned Rameir. So we mentioned another story about Rameir. Hanabe trade the agruba who satan. If this story sounds familiar, it's because we mentioned it in the raid on Davzayin, and this is something that we've spoken about a lot in raid bites. So there were two people that the Satan was racing them on. How so? The Chobe Shimshi, every Bein Hashmoshes Erev Shabbos, Stam Be Shimshi in Shas, means not Bein Hashmoshes, it means Friday Bein Hashmoshes. But either way, the Chobe Shimshi, have a convinced about the Adadi, they would get into a fight. Ramei Lahasans, Ramei came to this place, he tried getting them to stop fighting. Akvinu Talsa Be Shimshi, and for three weeks in a row, he remained Bein Hashmoshes in this place, Adavadu Shalma, until finally he was able to get them to get along. Three weeks they got along, it was like a Chazaka, everything was fine. Shameh, and then Ramei heard the Ka'amar that there was a voice that said, Woe is to this person that Rameya was able to get him away. Whose voice was he listening to? This was the voice of the Satan. And the Satan said, Rameya had an ability to somehow be able to get him to go away. That story was mentioned by Derek Agaf. We're going to get into that in the raid as well. We have a lot to get to. But in the meantime, another story related to an Apotropist. There was an Apotropist that lived in the neighborhood, not of Rameya, that was the other Apotropist. He lived in the neighborhood of Rabbi he was doing the same thing. He was selling land and he was buying oxen. And Rabbi Shua Balevi didn't say anything to him. Now, this was a chiddish because if land is more chashiv than an Eved, you think it's for sure more chashiv than a Shar. It definitely is more chashiv than a Shar. And if that's the case, Rabbi Shua Balevi should have stopped him, but he didn't. And you know why? Subtle like Rabbi Yois, because he held like Rabbi Yois. And you learned the price. I'm Rabbi Yois. Rabbi Yois, he said, Mi like korisi ishti ishti. He said, I never used to call my wife wife. 
Shairi, shairi. And when I used to call my shar, I would never refer to him as shar. ishti basi. I used to refer to my wife as basi. Ulashairi and my axe, I used to refer to it as sadi, my field. And what's the reason? So Rashi says the reason is because Rabbi Yossi felt that his wife was the akeres habayas. She's the ikker of the bias. And his shar was the ikker of his field. And therefore he would refer to ishti as basi. And Shairi as Sadi. What do we need from this? That if the Shair is the Iker of the Sada, so it could be it's not a bad Cheshbin to trade a Sada for a Shair. Because really, in Ein Shair, Sada Minayin. So Rabbi Shur ben Levi wasn't moichi. He didn't protest what the Sapatropis was doing, not because of dreams and mices. He didn't protest because he felt it was a valid cheshman. It's true. To trade a field for an Eved, that's not okay. But for a Sadeh, yeah, why? He has a Tanah de Messiah, Shairi is Sadeh. So the Iker of the Sadeh is the Shar. And therefore, it was something he didn't protest. If we have time, we're going to get back to this Gemara and the related raid by as well. Somebody tells me we won't, but you never know. Hanu Yasmi, it's a long day. There was certain Yasmin that they had an Apotropis, and the Apotropis was a Safta. So a Safta is a grandmother. Now, Smichi Gabihi Safta means that they latched themselves onto her, meaning nobody appointed her, nobody hired her, nobody's paying her. But somehow it was Smichi, like the first Apotropis mentioned in the Mishnah. Yesayimim Shasamcho Eitzabalabais. Either way, have a go to Rasa. These Yesayimim, they had a shar. Shaklo, she took the shar. Vizavinta Nehalayo. And she sold. Asu Kroivin, like I made the Nachman. These Yesayimim had relatives. They went to Rab Nachman. They said, says, I don't understand. There's this woman. We never hired her. All of a sudden she comes in. She's selling off all the Nechassim. They were very, very upset. Rab Nachman says, it's okay. Meaning there's no valid halachic reason to be able to terminate her transaction. Why? It's a Mishnah. And even though it's true, nobody hired an but there is such a concept, there's such a type of apotropis, so everything is okay. But then they had a follow-up. They said, but you know, after it was sold, it went up in price. So if it went up in price, it turns out it was a very, very bad Mekkah because the Shur market just exploded and here they sold it for a little bit of money. So Nachman said, what do you want? It happened and if it happened so... If you sell something and it goes up in price, it doesn't, you don't have recourse. But they continued and they said, But he said, they told him that Lamaisa, they never got paid for it. And because they never got paid for it, so based on that, maybe we should say the transaction is not a good transaction. Now the truth is, we know that when it comes to metalpolin, what's kind of metalpolin? Meshicha is what's kind of a talent. And it sounds like there was Meshicha over here. So really, the taina shouldn't have been such a good taina. But Amal, but he told them, him came. But if that's in fact the case, and there was no money yet that traded hands, I knew the Rabbi Chaniloi Baridi. I can tell to a Chiddush, the Rabbi Chaniloi Baridi said, Amal Shmuel, and he said in the name of the great Shmuel, Amal Rabbi Chaniloi Baridi, Amal Shmuel, Nixi Yisoyim in Arem Gehektish. Then Nixi Yisoyim in my treated like Hektish, for like Makni Elabakaspa. And the way the Kenyan takes place is it takes place with Kasef. So in Hektish is a special Chiddush that if Hektish sells or buys, Metaltolin, the Kenyan happens not with Meshicha, but rather the Kenyan happens with Kesef. And said Shmuel, that Nixa Yisoyimim are Harei Henke Hektish, 
With Toiva Sayyid we treat it like Hektish. So we say that even though Mashiach was done, the Kenyan is not in effect unless there was money that traded hands. And being that money in this case didn't trade hands and it went up in price. And then the Khanami, now if you want, you can back out of the transaction. And this was the one argument that the Kraven made to Rav Nachman. The Rav Nachman said, This is something I agree with you. A similar story. Khamre the Rabbanu Ukfa Yasma, the Khamar of Rabbanu Ukfa Biyasim, Mashhua Ba Arba Arba. The chamar was sold, presumably by an apotropis, and the price that was agreed upon was arba arba. So it was four of whatever the currency was for zuzim for each one of these chamarim that were sold. The ayaker. In the meantime, it went up in price. It says the gemara become a shisa shisa. And it now, instead of being four, it was worth six. Also, the coming to Rab Nachman, so it came to Rab Nachman, Amalahu, and Rab Nachman said, Hainu de Rabchani Loy. This is the halacha of Rabchani Loy Barid. I'm Rabchani Loy Barid. I'm a Shmuel, Nixi Assignment, I ran Kahektish, for he mocked me all of a caspa, being that there was no money that traded hands, even though it's true that there was Mashiach that was done, but when it comes to Hektish, there the halacha is that you need Kesef, and mean that in this case you didn't have Kesef, this is what the halacha is going to be. So, the Gemara just mentioned two stories that involved a very, very big Chiddush that was said by Rav Chaniloi Bar-Idi, and he said it in the name of Shmuel. The halacha was, Nichse Yisoymen Harehen Kehekdash. Now, in the world of Kulois that relate to Yisoymen in financial matters, this is on top of the list. Meaning, we had earlier this week, can't remember what day anymore because it's all one big taruvas. But the bottom line is, somewhere this week, we definitely talked about the idea of, it was last week, <laughs> or the idea that anytime a person is taking money from Yusayimim, you're always going to pay Ziburis. So the halachas of India and Beninis are going to go by the wayside. And this, these are examples of different things that were done with Toivas Hayusayimim. This is a classic example. So if a Yosem sells something and the buyer already did Mashicha in every single Sif Kotn and Shulchan Aruch, if the Moichah wanted to back out of this transaction, why? Because the thing he sold just suddenly went up in value, would not be allowed to do that. Because Mashicha is kinda. But when it comes to Yosem, there it's different. And the reason is Hektish, which clearly implies that when it comes to Hektish, if Hektish would sell something, it's Moist that would create the Kenyan as opposed to and if Nixi Yisayim is Hektish, that's going to be the halacha when it comes to Nixi Yisayim as well. Now, as it relates to Hektish, Kinyonim happening with Kesef, Rashi says it's based on a Pasek. The Pasek says, V'nosan ha-Kesef that's in the context of Hektish, so it's learned out from Nasan Akasav Akamla, and that's where we know this halacha that when it comes to Hektish, there the halacha is Kesef. If Nixi Yisoyim is Arayan Kehektish, that's going to be the halacha here as well. Now, the next Gemara that we're about to learn is definitely the trickiest part of today's daf. It requires a little bit of halting cup. It's really math. It's not mamish math, but it's just a little bit of math, quote-unquote. But really what's important to understand is, is the principle of the daf. And to fully appreciate it, it would require a hakdama, but the super abridged version of the hakdama, because we have Ray Tegato, would be that when somebody sells a Dovash the way to be kaina is through Mashiach. That's not the only way. There's also Agba, there's Kenyan Chatzir, there's Kenyan Dalaramis, Maimed Shloshton, there's Kenyan Agav. But the classic example and the primary form of Kenyan when it comes to Metalton is Mashiach. Simply buying something, meaning paying for it, that in and of itself doesn't constitute a Kenyan. 
There's a big machloikis, Rabbi Yochan Rishlokish, whether that's true, even midairaisa, or that's true only midrabbanim. Rabbi Yochanan holds, Dvar Torah mois kainos. Midairaisa mois is kainos. It's only midrabbanim that a buyer is not kaino until there's meshicha. And the reason the Rabbanan instituted this was because they were concerned, Shema Yoimar, we're afraid the seller's going to say, Nisrafu chitecho What would be if somebody sells something to somebody? He paid for it, but he didn't do Meshicha. So where is then the thing that was sold? It's still in the possession of the seller. What happens if there's a fire? So the seller is not going to be so incentivized to sell it, to save it. Because if it's his own thing, yeah, he's going to want to save it, but if it belongs to somebody else, he's not going to care so much. So Shema Yoimar, Nisrafu chitecho It's for that reason, Chazal said that even though midday what is koina? It's tafke meshicha that's koina. Either way, with that little bit of an introduction, zok de gemara. Meshoich peri miyasmi. What would be if somebody was buying peris from Yosayim? So you buy metalton from Yosayim and the buyer did meshicha, but he didn't pay for it yet. Iyakir, and then it went up in value. And because it went up in value, now the Yosayim want to back out. So the meshicha was done. Chura, there was already a Kenyan. You can't back out, right? But who's the seller? It's Yosayim. Says the Gemara. This is the halacha that Rav Baridi said in the name of Shmuel. That Yosayim and Arayin hektish. And just like by hektish, Moyes is kainis, not Meshicha. So too, as it relates to Yosayim, it's going to be the same halacha. And being that he didn't get payment for it yet, the Yosayim, that is, therefore, if they want to back out, they can pay back. Zul. What happens if it goes down in value? So... Now, all of a sudden, after the Lekech did Meshicha, it went down. Now, who wants to back out? The buyer wants to back out. The question is, could the seller, the assignment, prevent the buyer from backing out or not? So you would think that if the way we treat Yosemim is the way we treat Hektish, and by Hektish it's Venosan Akesev Ekamloi, it's Mois Koinois, so as long as there was no payment, just like the seller could back out, the buyer could also back out. Says the Gemara Chiddish, no. At the end of the day, you can't have Koyach Hedyet being more Chamer than Hektish. And in the event that a Hedyet would be the seller, if the Hedyet, or if the Buyer wanted to back out. Now the buyer would not be able to back out. So so too, if the seller is hectic, or in this case you saw him, it has to be the same thing. So although it's true that yad. The way we treat Yosemim is the way we treat Hektish, but it's only going to be for the benefit of the assignment. But if it's going to go against the assignment, then we're going to invoke this principle. And as a result, if the buyer wants to back out, which will affect the seller, the assignment in a negative way, that's not something that we are going to allow to happen. There's a very important Rashi that we're not going to get into right now, not now and not in the raid. But if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi is a little bit mashma that this idea that we had to come on to or this whole concept, this is only true by Yosemim. It's not true by Hektish. Meaning, even though the Lashen is Hektish, so it sounds like this is true for Yosemim, it's true for Hektish as well, but it's not true. As it relates to Hektish, what we're saying is, is that when we went and we treated the Yosemim like Hektish, we only treated the assignment like Hektish to benefit them. We didn't treat them to go against them. Why is it a little bit of a Chiddush? Because the Lashon Agamara doesn't sound that way. The Lashon Agamara sounds like, Lo Hektish. If that's true for your assignment, certainly it should be true for, for Hektish. The Territ says, there is such a, a sprach of Lo Yehei Koyach Hedyet Chamer Mi Hektish. 
We're just borrowing that phrase. We're applying it here. A shtickle pun intended because we're treating the assignment like hektish. But just so happens as it relates to hektish itself, this halacha would not be true. Either way, more similar cases. What would be if Yisaymim were buying, so the Apetropet were buying, and they did Mashiach on Paris on behalf of the Yisaymim, but they didn't pay for it yet. And now it went up in value, and because it went up in value, so now the seller wants to back out. We say, no, once Mashiach was done, for the benefit of the Yisaymim, we're going to say the seller is not allowed to back out. Zul, what happens if it goes down in value? Who wants to back out now? The assignment want to back out. So again, what happened? The assignment are buying. They're not selling. The assignment are buying. They did Meshicha, and now it went down in price. They didn't pay for it yet. They said, you know, something perfect. We didn't pay for it yet. We're not interested. So the Gemara says, Sovim, you know, Tamiram thought, Hainu Rav Baridi. This is Mamish Rav Chani Loi Baridi Zalacha. Meaning that in the event that it Benefits the assignment to say that Moise is kainos. We're going to say that Moise is kainos, not Mashiach. As a result, being that they didn't pay for it yet, if they want to back out, they could. I'm a later. Ravidi was present when the Oyvah wanted to issue this psak, and he said, "I hear what you're saying, but I think it's a mistake." I think. This will maybe benefit the assignment in this transaction, but sometimes you have to look at the bigger picture, the Mishkal Achsidus. And if you look at the bigger picture, this is actually going to work against them. And the reason is the Zimna, the Mitzdarchal, the Peri, because what happens if the assignment meet Peri? The Lekka, the Yobla, the Yobla Zuzi, and they're not going to have any money, and they're going to want to buy on terms. When people buy things on terms, but no one's going to have a sell to them on terms. And the reason is because you're going to take it. 60 days later, you're going to say, you know something, the price went down a little bit. As a result, I don't want it. Oh, most kindness, because we want the assembly to be treated like hectish. So the only time we invoke this halacha is when it's 100% L'Tavis HaYisayim. But if it's not 100% L'Tavis HaYisayim, like in this case, we're not going to do it. What would be if it was Yavi, Yasmi, Zuzi, Aperi? So the Yisayim are buying again, but what they did was, is they paid, but they didn't do Meshicha. So they paid for the Paris that they're buying, but they didn't do Mishnicha Zoil, and then it went down in price, and as a result, they're buyers. It went down in price, they didn't do Mishnicha yet, they want to back out, so could they back out or not? Even though we're saying when it comes to Yisoyimim, this is an idea of moist kindness, but again, it's only to benefit them. Over here, the benefit would be to say that they didn't buy it yet, because Mashiach wasn't done, and therefore if they want to back out, they could. A yaker. What happens if it goes up in price? And now, who wants to back out? The seller wants to back out. So, that's Mamish Rabbi Chenel Baridi Zalacha. Why? Because we'll say Moyes coin is to benefit the assignment. I'm Rav Shish Beid Ravidi. Again, Rav Shish Beid Ravidi was there to save the day. He said, I think you're making a mistake. I think it's bad for them. Because then they're going to be able to say, In the event that we're going to say that if Yisoyimim buy something with money that is an idea of Mois Koinois, then you're going to open up the opportunity for sellers in the event that there's a, a fire, they're going to say, yeah, it's true there was a, a fire, but we didn't save it because why would I have saved it? It wasn't for me anyways. So to prevent the Nisra Fuchitech and Baliyah, Chazal said that you're not going to have Mois Koinois in this situation. Now to appreciate the oymik of this halacha, we mentioned Rabbi Yochanan holds Dvar Torah Mois Koines. And the only reason Mois is not Koines was it didn't Rabbanu Shem because of this Chashash exactly. So we're saying that even though when it comes to Yisoyimim there is an Indian of Mois Koines, but it's only in a specific case. But in the event that Yisoyimim are the ones that are buying with the Mois, Shem Yoimer, Yinitzrafu Chitech and Bali, in that case it's not going to be okay. Now the MS is, not to complicate this, but Rashi asks a very, very obvious question. It's the first line of Rashi on Amid Beis. Rashi's obvious question is that what are you worried about? You're worried that what will be if there's a 
a fire, right? The Yisoyim are going to pay. No Mashiach, they're going to pay. And now all of a sudden, a fire is going to rage through the house of the seller. So the seller is not going to be incentivized to save it. Why is it not going to be incentivized to sell it? Because it's not his anyways. So to prevent that from happening, we're saying there's no moist coins. You're going to have to have a Mashiach. Bechura, in the event that there's a fire, then it's going to be in the interest of the Yisoyimim to be out of this transaction so that we'll say, lo yehei koyach hedyid chomer mihektish, and in that instance, they will be able to back out. Meaning, before there is any way that it's benefiting the assignment, they could back out. And if it's going to benefit the assignment to back out, so now it's in the interest of the seller to go ahead and save it. It's a very, very stark kasha. If you're holding in the cheshman, Rashi asks the kasha, and Rashi says it there. It's another situation, and this is the final, is what would be if somebody bought from the assignment? So they bought from the assignment, they gave money to the assignment, but they didn't do Meshicha Yaker, and then it won up in price. And who wants to back out? The assignment want to back out. They could back out, even though there's an idea of But based on this idea of if they want to back out, they could. Being in a there's no Meshicha, you can back out, they can back out as well. So what happens if it went down in price? So now they paid for it already, it went down in price. And because it went down in price, now who wants to back out? So therefore, the, the buyer wants to back out. So you would think that in that instance, they shouldn't be able to. Because being that they paid for it, there's already a, a moist kindness, which you like hectish. So, so he said, you're making a mistake. You can't just look at this transaction. Think of the bigger picture. Because if this is the case, if somebody gives money, doesn't do Mashiach, and then it goes down in price. You tell me you can't back out. You know what's going to happen? No one's going to ever front any yosem money in a business transaction because they're going to be afraid that what happens if the prices fluctuate? I'll never be able to get out of it. So if someone else that's not yosemim by, yeah, there'll be a way out until there's mishicha. But we yosemim, it's not an idea. And what happens if the yosemim need the money? They won't be able to get involved in the transaction. The zimdim, the mitzdarchil, they might need money. Veleka the yavlu. No one's going to give the money out the yavlu. Peri until there's a mishicha, and it's for that reason it's not going to be okay. So we're not going to are all these different cases but the one thing we just need to take out of this is is that there's a very very big chiddish in the halacha of the financial dealings of Yisoyimim it was said by Rav Chaniloy Baridi he said it in the name of Shmuel and the cloud that he said was that very very big chiddish we know metaltlin they raise the rabbanon Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish is nicknes be meshicha hektish is nicknes be kasef when it comes to nichsa Yisoyimim it's only nicknes be kasef but what emerged is two very important caveats. Number one, it's only going to be true if it's le toivas yisoyim. If it's not le toivas yisoyim, alzeh onu amrim lo yehei koyachedit chamer mihekdesh. And the second thing is, even in cases where it may seem to us like it's toivas yisoyim chazal, specifically Rav Shisha Bereder Ravidi. He was Yorid Lo'imik of the psychology of business people. And he said, I'm telling you, in most cases, this is not a very good idea. The only situation where it would be okay was the two stories that the Gemara told. And that was where you have a Yosem who sold something, where there was Meshicha done already by the buyer, 
However, he didn't pay money, being that he didn't pay money yet, in the event that it goes up in price, if the seller would want to back out, there he could back out. In that case, there was no tzadra that Chazal were able to anticipate, and that's the only place this halacha is going to be kind. All the other cases, Ayin Shav, is not something you have to worry about. Zok the Gemara, it's, Gemara is lighter from here until the end of the Sugi. Um, Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi said, Anov Rav Kahano, Chasmino Nashtore Di'ime Dezeira Yasma. Me and Rav Kahano, this is Rav Ashi and Rav Kahano, we were Eide Chasimo, for the mother of Zeira Yasma, of Zeira the Yasma, and the Mezavna Ara, who was selling off property of the assignment, the property that she was selling, the use of proceeds was Lekarga, to pay for property taxes, below Achrezasa, and she sold it without making a Achrezasa. So what's this Indian of Achrezasa, Achrasta? So Rashi says that ordinarily the halach is that when you sell Nechassim, specifically for Yisoyimim, when Bezin sells, right, there's different times that this halacha does apply, doesn't apply, is you have to make Achrezasa. It has to be like a sheriff's sale. There has to be announcements, you put up posters, you should know that there's an asset that's being sold, like this, the word gets out, and... It gets shopped a little bit, so all the buyers come, and the price gets bid up a little bit. That's the idea, right? Stam Achrasta was done for 30 days. So in this case, the mother of this Yasim sold the Nechassim without making this Achrasta. And Rav Ashni and Rav Gahana, they said, we were Edechsima, we were fine with this. And the reason they were fine with this is the Amin Ardoi, it's based on something that Ardoi said, and that is Lekarga, if you're selling off something to raise money for taxes, Ula Mezoyni, or to push put bread on a table, Ula Kfura, to bury somebody, I mean, we can't play games. We don't have 30 days to wait around now till we're going to make the lavaya. Something that has to happen right now. This person is starving to death. You can't stop making sales. And as a result, in this type of situation, being that she sold the cargo, here was okay. Amram Tzavo, Amram Tzavo, Apotropa the Asmihava. He was the Apotropos of the Yisoyim. Also, Kraven, like I made the Rav Nachman. The Kraven came complaining to Rav Nachman. Amri Leh. They told Rav Nachman, you know, Kolovish umachsimi Yasmi. You know, we've observed that Amram Tzavo you know, he's looking really good. He's been dressing very, very well. Clearly, he's been swiping the credit cards of the assignment. We're not happy about this. So Rav Nachman said, I think what he's doing is very smart. No, it's good for the assignment to have someone represent them that, that dress as well. But then they said, You know, he's doing business lunches and, you know, he's running around town on Dechejben. Everything is a business expense. Veloy Amit. And by the way, he's Loy Amit. So what does it mean, Veloy Amit? So it's an interesting Rashi. Rashi says, Veloy Amit, Enoi Asher, Lassois Yetzioi's Halalu Mishaloi. We know he's not a Gvir. Meaning, Umishal Yusayim Moise. It's clear that someone is paying for all this. Now, why would Ashiris be referred to as Amit? It's a very interesting Rashi. Vistam Asher, Oimden Oisoi Bneyatom. Because Amit is Milashin estimate. So he says, Stam Gvir, people estimate. Zakacha, Vizakacha. He says, everyone wants to know how big a Gvir he is. Avalani ain't Adam Oimdoi. But when it comes to an Araman, nobody's making Cheshbainis, nobody's becoming his accountant for him. But the bottom line is, Enough in a Rashi. That Stam Usher, everybody tries to figure out how big of an Usher he really is. So they said, Veloy Ahmed. He's not, I, I never heard one person ask, you know, you know how big of a Gvir he is, or is it? I never heard this conversation. Balgarchach, he's using the assignment of money. But Rabbi Nachman said, I'm not in his fall. Amir Metziah Ashkach. Maybe he found the Metziah Hedion. Maybe he won the lottery. And, and that's what he's doing. Oh, no, so they told him, I'm sorry. They said, but yeah, but he's being Mafsid. No, we, we've noticed, we've observed, he's abusing his power. That's the case. I, now we have what to talk. He said, "Isil is hadi the mafsid. Bring Aiden. Meaning, I'm not just trusting you. Bring Aiden. Then again, but they clearly didn't like this guy. And if the Aiden can come, I'll remove him. Amar Afuna, Chavrin, Mishmed, the Rav, Apetropas, the mafsid, Misalkinon, Le, the Itmar, Apetropas, the mafsid, Rafuna, Amar Rav, Misalkinon, Le. 
The bottom line is, and Apachamba that Mafsa believe it not, there were those that held Loy Masalkinale. But Royev of Dame Ram held Misalkinale, and the Halach is the Hilchasa Misalkina. A little bit more Gemar. So going back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said Apitropis, when he finishes his term, has to swear. But not all Apitropis. Some yes, yeah, some not. Which yeah, which not? Machlekis. Apitropis Shemino Avi Soimim Yishava. Minu Bezdin, why Yishav? That's the sheet of the Tanakama. If Davia Yisoyimim is the one that appointed him, he has to swear. If Bezdin did, he doesn't have to swear. Bashal said Chilufat Bar. It's actually just the opposite. My time, what's the reason that if the father of the Yisoyimim was the one that appointed him, Davki has to swear? Because he loved the Islay Hano Minei, Loi Havale Apetropis. If a man goes over to someone and says, Would you please be the Apetropis for my Mishpacha? Why would the person agree? Probably because they have some chavashaf. They're friends. There must be a cheshpin here. He must have done him a favor somewhere in his past. If that's the case, we might as well make him swear. Because it's a good thing to make the apotropos swear. Really, right? it could have been mocked in this. It's good for the apotropos to swear. Why would you not want the apotropos to swear? Because no one's going to want to be apotropos. But in this case, where we know for sure, it has to be, that this apotropos is doing it because the man once did him a favor, so we don't think that the shvu is going to cause him to abstain from being an apotropos. Therefore, in that case, we want him to swear. The problem is, maybe someone's not going to want to be an apotropos now. But if Avia Yisoyimah was the one that appointed him, the svar is, there's a reason he's doing it anyways. He's not just doing it in the Veltanah. And therefore, the Shfu is not going to get him to stop doing it. Minu Bezdin lo Yishavah. However, Bezdin appointed him not. Why? Because the fact that Bezdin's the one that hired him, you no longer have the Umdana that he's doing this because the father did him a taifa. He's just doing it because Bezdin asked him to do it. He's a decent guy. He's going to say, you know what, you want me to do it, I'll do it. But to swear, I don't swear. Shfu is something that a lot of people used to refrain from from doing. And as a result, that's why the Tikkun O'ilam, which was to make him swear, was only in effect where it's the Avia Yisayimim that appointed him. Because at the very least, we think it won't prevent him from becoming an Apotropos. But Minu Bezin, the Adalach is different. Abishol, I mean, Abishol said just the opposite. My time, but what's Abishol's far is? Minu Bezin, Yishava. If Bezin appoints him, make him swear. Why? Because if someone is appointed by Bezin to be an Apotropos, right, that's something you'd probably put on your resume. That when Bezdin needs an apotropis, they go to him. Right? It sounds like a very chosh of a thing. Bezdin's relying on him. This is something that people are going to want. And therefore, the Shavu is not going to prevent him from becoming the apotropis. But as relates to Avi Yisayimim, they are not. Could be, yeah, it's true, he's willing to do him a favor. But he's not going to compromise his core values over a, a little bit of a chavr shafi. There's a concern that maybe if you're going to impose a Shavu on him, He's going to walk away from it. Amar Rav Chanan Bar Ami, Amar Shmuel, Hilchas Ahud, we passkin like Kabbalah Tanya Brayser. Rabbi Leizer Ben Yaakov, Rabbi Leizer Ben Yaakov said Zevazei Yishava. They both really are supposed to swear. This is a third shita. This is Rabbi Leizer Ben Yaakov in a Brayser, but this is the third shita. The halacha the Brayser says Kidvarov. The halacha is like Rabbi Leizer Ben Yaakov. So you know Mishnas Rabbi Leizer Ben Yaakov is Kavanaki, which means we always passkin like Rabbi Leizer Ben Yaakov. But it's a little bit of a misnomer. Number one, some Rishonim say it's Kav. There's 102 places that we pass on like Rebbe and Yaakov. By the way, we don't have 102 Rebbe and Yaakovs. Agav. But the bottom line is 102 places that we pass on like Rebbe and Yaakov, meaning some of them were lost. But 
in, other than that Lavdafka, but also the Kesem Mishnah that we've spoken about over the years, who says that Mishnah's Rabbi Yaakov's Kavanaki. It's only if it's in a Mishnah, not in a Brisa. This is Tanya. But the bottom line is, If an apotropis was appointed by the Aviyah Yisoyimim, Yishava, the Allah is, he swears, when all is said and done. And the reason is, because he's getting paid. And because he's getting paid, that's why it makes sense to make him swear. Meaning, what's the reason not to make him swear? He's not going to want to do it. Well, if he's getting paid, he's going to swear. So the Gemara says that Rav Tachlifa Bar Marava, he was a Bar Marava, right? He wasn't the son of Marava. We always say this. He was a Bar Marava. He had this price, and he told it to Rabbi Avo. So when Rabbi Avo heard him say this, Amalei told him, tell me, I'm just curious, at Isis Kaba are you the one that cheshmins how much the father has to pay? So this is an expression. He was trying to tell him, who told you he's getting paid, mechtesi. Where does it say anywhere that uh, a Petropolis that was appointed by the Avi Yisami gets paid? Ele'ema, you're right. doesn't mean that the father's paying him. But what he meant to say was, mepnei shehu kin noisesacher. He's not a noisesacher. Maybe, maybe not. But what he meant to say was, is he's like a noisesacher. Meaning there has to be a cheshben over here. And because there's a cheshben over here, so he's getting paid. Meaning there's, there's a hakaris toiv type component here. Thus, for sure, if he's doing this, it's in his interest to do it. And I think if you make him swear, you're not going to prevent him from becoming an apetropis. And hence, the halacha, that apetropis shemino, aviyasoymim, yishava, mepnei shehu, ki noisa sachar exhale. So as it relates to today's daf, the topic of the daf was apetropis. And therefore, I think it's kedai to start the raid. We'll see where this goes. But to at least start with a foundational raid by. So nothing fancy. Just a foundational raid by. In terms of understanding a little bit better, the whole concept, the whole institution, the patent known as the apotropos. So the apotropos comes up in a lot of different places in Shas. And I just think it's kedai for us to be a little bit more familiar with the apotropos and the haglachic significance of the apotropos. And really, just to begin where today's daf began, and that is, the first halacha of the Mishnah was, Yisoyimim shesamcho eitzel Oi, sheminu lehem avian apotropos, chayv which in English means that an apotropos who's in charge of the estate of the Yisoyimim, he has an obligation to give trumas maestras. On behalf of the Yisraelim, the Gemara asked the Kasha, is that true It says in the parish of Truma King, Terimu Gam Atem. And from the word Atem, we learn Atem Veloy Shutfin, Atem Veloy Arisim, Atem Veloy Aputropin, Atem Veloy Atoyim, Meshainu Shaloi. Atem, you have to be a Bailim in order to be able to be Mafish Trumas or Maestras. And an Apotropis is one of the examples that the Brysa gives of someone that's not a Bailim, he's not a Baalbas. So if that's the case, Frank the Gemara, how could the Mishnah say that the Apotropis is Chayv Laaser? It's a mafurish abraisa. It's learned out from a derosha, don't less. Atem v'loy apetropin. And Amr Avchiz, the Avchiz has had a teretz, and the Gemara brought a braisa b'nichusa that supported this teretz, and that is, loy kasha kan lahachel kan lohaniach. The Mishnah that says that the apetropis is chayiv laaser, it's talking about where the purpose of why he would be giving maisa right now is posha to feed these yisoyimim. He doesn't want to be meichel these yisoyimim Tevel, thus he has no choice but to be Ma'aser, Vir Chayev La'aser. He could, and not only can he, he actually has to. When the Bryce says, Atem Veloy Apetropin, it's referring to uh, 
Apotropis, that's not being ma'aser now to feed the assignment, they're fine. They're well fed. It's lahaniach. He wants to store away tvua, and he feels that the appropriate way to store it is by first being ma'aser. That is not okay. And alzen nemar atem veloy apotropis. This is the Gemara. But Emma says the Gemara is a power. You can't even read the Gemara. Why not? Because if the Gemara has a brisa that says atem veloy apotropis, that means that an apotropis is nitkain balabas to be able to be ma'aser the payrois of his clients, of the assignment. Atem v'leishutfin, atem v'leyarisin, atem v'leyapotropin, atem v'leyatoyer mesha'inashaloy. What's the b'risa say? Rashi teaches the b'risa that the last part of the b'risa, v'leyatoyer mesha'inashaloy, is the pirish on everything that was mentioned prior. And that is, the b'risa is saying that a person cannot be toyerim something that doesn't belong to him. If the b'risa is saying that an apotropis is not the bailim on the field, which makes sense logically, who made him the bailim? So if that's the case, what difference does it make if he's being mafresh lahachel or if he's being mafresh laniach? If there's a dindai raisa that says atem v'leya petropin, if there's a dindai raisa that says you can't be toyrimet she'inu shaloi, power of attorney, mi somchalo ish. So mehechatesi, it would be good even if it's lahachel. And the emphasis, you know who asks this kasha? Every single rishon. Every Rishon in the world asks this kasha. Taisis, the Rajba, the Ran, the Ramban, the Ritva. Every single Rishon asks this very kasha. And if you go through the Rishonim, what emerges is three Mahalchem to answer this kasha. And really, it's not just three Mahalchem to answer this kasha. And this is really the purpose of the Rebbe. It's three Mahalchem, I think, to understand the whole concept, exactly how an Apotropos works. Taisis, Le'il, on Dachmem asks this very question. And Tosfa says that you have to say that the reason if the apotropis was toyrim lahachel, it works, is midin hefker bez than hefker. In other words, a person can't be toyrim something that doesn't belong to him. But Bezdin has a right to transfer ownership from something that belongs to the assignment and make it now the possession of the apotropis. That's exactly What's happening in this sugya says It's working with the idea of hefker bezdin hefker. So hefker bezdin hefker makes it now belong to the apotropis, and because now via hefker bezdin hefker belongs to the apotropis, so now the apotropis is the atem. It is, and therefore this is something that he's going to be able to do. But says Toisvus, the only time bezdin felt that it was kedai, and there was a reason to say hefker bezdin hefker, was when it's lahachel. So as it relates to lahaniach, oik raisa, which is atem v'leyapetropin. Just like it's atem v'leyashutvin, atem v'leyarisin, atem v'leyatoyim v'shein v'shaloi, so it's atem v'leyapetropin. I, lahachel is okay? Yeah, that's because there the apotropis is the atem. How did the apotropis become the atem? When did this transaction take place? Bezdin was the one that did it. Bezdin has the right to do it. They have the authority based on Gitin Lam and Vavam and the two Makaris, based on the halacha of Hefker Bezdin Hefker. But Derek Aga, the Mechaschinoch, and Mitzvah Shin Sadikei asks a Bambakasha. His Kasha is that if the way this Trumas and Maisus works is with Hefker Bezdin Hefker, then why does the Apotropis even have to? Be ma'aser. Once it's hefker, hefker is potem and ha'maisres. So fate mechaschinach a rizig akasha that I understand if it's working with hefker bezdin hefker, and that's the whole places the way Tosfos explains that the 
Apotropos even has the right to be master in the first place. So why are we doing this? Adarabah, we'll save the assignment. We're anyways being mafgurit and just bypass the whole Trumas of Maestras. Mechizchinech wants to bring a raya to a big chiddush from the Shara Melech, Ayin Shom. But the bottom line is that Mechizchinech comes out, that Pashup Shah probably is that being that people might not know that there was a Hefker Bez, their Hefker taking place over here. He brings a precedent for such a Svaro. So it's for that reason, Bedavah She'im by Koil. But the Mechizchinuch says that it comes out the Trumas of Maestros, according to Toysvis, is the Trumas of Maestros, the Rabbanon. Because being that it's working with Hefke, the minute it became Hefke, now it's part of the Rice of Trumas of Maestros. The whole Chiv is made in the of the Rabbanon. So the whole Kan Lahachel is only Mid Rabbanon Taka because of some Gezerah. But the bottom line is this is the first Mahalach in the Rishonim. The second Mahalach in the Rishonim is the Ramban. The Ramban and the Ran in Chudushi Aran says the same thing. Say, that the reason the Apotropos is able to be mafresh, trumas or maestres, when it's lahachel, is working with the halacha of zochin la'odom shaloi b'fana. Says the Ramban, v'li nira, shekol masha oiso apotropos, v'toivas yesoyimim, masha osoy osoy men atoyro, the zochin la'odom shaloi b'fana. And being that there's a klal of zochin la'odom shaloi b'fana, and it's a schos, for the Yisoyimim to not eat Hevel, by the way, even though we're dealing with Ketanim and Kotol Oichel Nevelos Eim Bezim Etzuvah Lafrishai, that's a whole other Shmuz. But the bottom line is, is for sure it's a schos for the Ketanim not to eat Macholoi Sasurois. B'mokim schos, we have a din of Zachar Ladim Shleib Afanim, and that's how this is going to work. And Pashib Shat, the way the Achreinim understand the Ramban, is that Le Hachel over there, there's a schos. I mean, that there, there's a schos, so therefore you're going to have the Allah of Chayv Laaser. As it relates to Haniach, it's not a schos, because what is the schos? And being that it's not a schos, so therefore the Apotropis is not Balabas. If it's not Balabas, Oik Midine, Adai Raisa, Atem. But I'll that's the second mahalach. Now the truth is whether or not you say when it comes to Ketanim, this is already a major discussion. What comes to mind, obviously, is Toysus Ksubis Tafir Aleph Amir Aleph in the Sugi of Ger Koton, Matpil and Oisei Al Daz Bezdin, and it's before in the Gemara that it works, Midin Schia, and Frey Toysus Akashus Schia, Mitam Shlichos, Ain Shlichos Lekoton, so how to Chayach Zachon Laadam Shloy Bifanim, and Toysus two to roots him. Either Midrabanon, there is an idea of Shlichos and Schia Lekoton, or Bemakam Schus Gomor. Over there it's going to be different. So obviously, take this Ramban and plug it into the Sugi and Ksubis Tafir Aleph Amir Aleph. This is Nishtar Inyan right now, Ayin Shop. But either way, that's the second Halach in the Rishayim. Third Mahalach is the biggest Chedesh. And that is the Rajba. The Rajba says two Terutzim to, to this Kasha. The first he says, like Taisva says in Nafmet, Hefkebez and Hefkebez. But then he says another Terutz. Inami, Ikkalameimer, the Medina Tarmin, Bein Lahachel, Bein Lahaniach. That this, that the Apotropos has the ability, Lahachel, to be Tarim, is working the Ikkaradin. Why? The Yad Apotropos, Ki Yad because there's a cloud, there's a principle that Yad Apotropos is Kiyad Ayasoyim. So if the Apotropos is Yad, it's like the Yad of the Yasoyim, so says the Rajba, therefore it's not a Kasarim, not them. There's no Pgama, not them, because it's Balabas, and therefore he's allowed to do it. Freight the Rajba, if that's the case, Yad Apotropos Kiyad Ayasoyim is wise and only Lahachel, why not Lohaniach? El Kedesh Lo Yere Kemizalzel Ben Nichsei Hayasoyim. Shem Lo Yedak Tuku Yofa Bedover. Out of a sensitivity that people might think that the Apotropos is being Mizalzel Ben Nichsei Hayasoyim. After learning today's daf, we can appreciate all the different stories that happen where people were being Chaysh of the Apotropos. Right? Sounds like he was like 
uh, exhibit A for a chashad, maybe. He might be taking advantage of the nechassim of the assignment. So because of a concern that that might be the case, So it's for that reason, Chazal said it's Asu Lahaniach, Kivan She'en Tzorich B'davar but to be over there it's going to be mutter mi I'm skipping a little bit. Says the Rashba, you have to say This that the Gemara Darshan brought a pasuk of atem v'leipatropin midderabbanon. You have to say it's only a din derabbanon because midderaisna yada patropin is kiyada yisaimen vikra asmachta ba'almahu and the whole pasuk is an asmachta ba'almahu. So the Rashba was mechadish. A Yisoyed that we Pasha have to take with us. And that is that there's a new cloud. This Tachidish, the Yad Apotropis, is Kiyada Yisoyimim. So anything that the Yisoyimim would be able to do for themselves, if they were considered Bnei Das, if they were old enough, the Apotropis could do for them as well. It's not Hefker Bezden Hefker. It's not working with Zachel Adam Shaloi Bafanov. It's a Dindai Raisa of Yad Apotropis Kiyada Yisoyimim. And the MSS, the Rajvah, is that Lahoniach should also work. And the reason it doesn't work is because of a chashash that people are going to be chayshu the apotropis. I am the Gemara, it's a pasik. Cross, machtabah. Tremendous chiddush in pshad in the Gemara. And certainly a, a very, very interesting, fascinating idea. And that is, in the words of the Rajba, diyad apotropis, kiyad ayesayim. Now, if the Rajba said such a chiddush, yad apotropis, kiyad ayesayim, you have to have a makar for this. Right, you can't just say a chiddush like this. The sugyas of apotropis, mechatesi. You could easily say it's half gebez and half gerud. Zachel adam shaloi b'fanav. There's mahalchem the gedolei rishayim to learn that way. So obviously there's a makar, and the achreinim say that it's pasha, and it is pasha that the makar to the rajba was a gemara mesachtes kedushin. So, Kedusha Membez Amaralaf is the beginning of Parak Ish Makadish, and it's in the first Sugya of Parak Ish Makadish, which is the Sugya of Shlichos. So, in the Sugya of Shlichos, after the Gemara brings no less than three Makairis to Shlichos, Gerishin, Karim Pesach, and Truma, three Makairis in the Torah where you find the idea of Shlichos, as the Gemara, I think I have a fourth Makar. It's good to go through this Gemara very quickly. I didn't the Pasik says that when you're going to go into Israel, Yeshua Benun, Elazar and Gadol, Skainim, you're going to have to be manchal the land. Now, how is everyone going to get a piece of land? Every Shevet is going to appoint a Nasi, Nasi Echa, Nasi Echa, Mimata, and they, on behalf of their constituents, take Chulin Chal They're going to be the ones that are going to be kind of the land. Says the Gemara. If that's how Yerusha Sa'aretz worked, it certainly sounds like it worked with Shlichos. Faith the Gemara, Tepegle Shlichos Mihocho. I have three Makaris, Chabafed. I have a fourth. I have a fourth mocker, and that is the parsha of Nasi Echad, Nasi Echad Mimata. But the Gemara says, one second, you're asking a kasha from here? You think this is working with Shlichos? This can't be Shlichos. I'm going to try to speak English. This can't be Shlichos. Why can't it be Shlichos? Because he's dealing with Ketanim over here. What about Yisoyimim that came into Eretz Yisrael? They were not the shlichos. They couldn't appoint the shlich. And if they couldn't appoint the shlich, so what was going to be over there? This is not a sugi of shlichos. It can't be a sugi of shlichos. You have to say, this price is not the makar to shlichos. Something else is going on here. You know what's going on over here? 
What's going on is minayim lezochin ladam shloi befanov. Not minayim shesulchet shaladam kamoisai. It's minayim shesulchet ladam shloi befanov shenemar v'nasiyecha nasiyecha v'chulu. It's a working not midin shlichos because ain't shlichos a katan. It's working midin schia. Oh, and schia that you do have for a katan. Right? This is the ger katan sugya. Fake the gemara of it is bro. What? That's pshat and. This pasuk, you're gonna learn zachin laadam shalei befanav from nasi echad nasi echad schusi hachayv anamiyeka. How is this a schus? This could be a chayv. Dinka the nichalei behar, v'loy nichalei bebika. Ve'ikad the nichalei bebika, v'loy nichalei behar. Right? There's different mamari agad in different places in Chazal with different shvatim. They didn't like so much the chaylik that they got. Right? Binyamin and you have Naftali Amaroy Meisad the Gemara Megill Dabavam and now there's different Gemaras. So what makes this into a schus? Make a taste. Zachin laadam shalei befanav is if you know for sure it's a schus. You'd be makabel matana for somebody. I don't know. But make a taste of this is schus. Ella Zokma, you're right. You're right. The Ella Kidarava Baravuna. Pshadim the Drosha. And what we're going to learn from Nasiach and Nasiach, and here's the punchline to something else. The Amar Rava Baravuna, Amar Avgid, Amar You ready? Minai, and Yisoy Mishabal Lach, like Minich Seyaviyah. How do you know if Yisoyim are coming to divine Nechzeyaviyem? Shabez den mamidin lohen apetropis. That basin can appoint an apetropis for them. Lachovilis, guys. Regardless if there's going to be a chayv or if it's going to be a schos. So the Gemara says, Lachov amai. Why would you appoint Lachov? Ela Lachov almenaslis, guys. How do you know? Lachov almenaslis, guys. Talmud loymar. Benasi echad, nasi echad. Mimateteku. B'derech Agav, only because we learned the Gemara today, Taisus asks, this Gemara doesn't stim so much with today's da. Because in our Gemara we had an apotropist that was Lachav Amanas Liska, it doesn't work. It's Taisus Kash. But the bottom line is, is that what emerges from this Gemara is, is that the Gemara had three attempts, we got it right at the, on the third, but three attempts to explain Rav Gidol Amarav's drasha that he learned from the words, V'nasi Echa, Nasi Echa Mimata, Tikhu Lincha Esha'aretz. First the Gemara taught, Shlucha Shaladam Kamaisai, we have three other drushes for that. Then the Gemara told Zachan Ladam Shlai Bafanov, Mechtes Tzachos. And finally, what did we say? It's referring to an apotropis that was appointed by Bezdin. And what's his job? To oversee the Chalukah and the division of the estate of the Yisoyimim. And this is something that the apotropis has a right to do. And how do I know that? Talmud Laimar. Now it's important to know that the Emes is Nachsiyechad. Nasi Echa Mimatetikhu goes down in history as the Makar Tezachim L'Adam Shalei B'Fana. So even though it sounded like from the Gemara it was strike two, but really it's true Aliba the Emes. Ayin B'Rishayim. That's not our Indian now. What our Indian is, is that the Rajba learned the Gemara Kipshutai. And the Rajba said that first the Gemara thought Shulchan Shalei then the Gemara thought Zachim L'Adam Shalei B'Fana, and finally, what do we learn from here? We learn from here the Kayach of an Apotropis. Says up the Rajba to Dindai Raisa, Nasi Echa Nasi Echa Tikulincha. This is the source. This is the Makar to the Kayach of an Apotropis. So what's this Indian that the Apotropis had Dreitzich Mamish and Gan Shas? He's making, he's buying, he's selling, he's being Maasi, he's being Meshacher. Right? This whole Indian of the Apotropis. What's the rest of the story? What's the rest of the story in the world of the Rajba? The rest of the story is is this halacha that the Apotropis has a Dindai Raisa. I saw in the Shiurim for Rav Shmuel Rizovsky. So Rav Shmuel, and this is in Shiurim Rav Shmuel, it's in Perik H. Neuchlin. So that's one of the sugis of Apotropis. So Rav Shmuel Shiurim over there, so he says that I think I found another Rishon that Zichir held the Rajba. Who's this Rishon? It's the Rach, Rabbeinu Hanano. And this Rabbeinu Hanano is in Perik Shnai Moichsen, in Masech Tzbom Metzius, in the Sugi of Teufus of Al-Chayb, which is the Sugi that you learned in Masech Tzgitin. But we know, Teufus of Al-Chayb, and what's the Alocha? 
Loikana. Some Rishonim say even if you make a shliach, the halach is loikana. Stating that the Rosh says, "Rabenu Chananul Zal Kosav, the Davka Shliach, a Toifus of Balchayv, even a Shliach." We're going with that Shita. B'Mokim Shachav LaAcherim, it doesn't work. Avul Apetropis Kana, but an Apetropis, yeah, the Yad Bailimu, because the Apetropis is Doch the Bailim Alein. V'Havi Kitoifus LaBalchoyv, B'Mokim Sheinu Chav LaAcherim. You have to know what that means. But the Bailim Alein said, Rab Shmuel, this is Mamish the Rashba. So we have the Rashba here in our sugya Alatar. With this Rabbeinu Hanano here in the Rosh, and the bottom line is this Meridig Chiddush based on what would seem to be a Mufurish Gemara. And by the way, just to get a feel for what's going on in the Achroinim, the Kitzvah and Gimel Zayin, and Ayin Shah, we had the Gemara recently with Prusbal. The Allah is Yusoyimim Eintzrich and Prusbal. Why not? Rabbi Gamlilu Beis Dinoi, Avian Shal Yusoyimim He. It's a Din Dahiraisa, according to the Rajba. They have a din of apotropis over the assignment. It's a din tire. It just gives it a whole different pun. But you learn Hefke, Bez, and Hefke, right? You start getting involved in all those in Yonim. Wait, the Raj, we have to come on to Hefke, Bez, and Hefke. So how does apotropis work? It'd be very glad to walk away, just push it from the Rishonim in today's daf, that there's three Mahalchem. Could be the whole Koyach of an apotropis works with Hefke, Bez, and Hefke. Zachem, Adam, Shalai, Befanov, I and all the Ray that's learned in Yeshiv and Ksubas, Daf, Yod, Aleph, or the Rajba, which is also the Rach that. Quoted by the Rosh in Perik Shnai Moichsen, and it works with a new Koyach based on a Pasuk Nasi Yechad, Nasi Yechad. There's an idea of Yad Apetropis, Kiyad Hayesim. Just one more Ha'ara. We're going to skip the second, and we're going to fast forward to the end, which is a Meridig and Meridig Echsam Seifer. So we had in the Daf, the Gemara was told some stories related to an Apetropis. One of the stories the Gemara told was a story about Ramea. The Gemara said that. There was an apotropist that lived in the neighborhood of Rameir, Tavakamaz bin Aris of Azovanavde. He was doing business deals on behalf of his Yusayman. And what he was doing is he was selling property and taking the money and he was buying slaves. Rameir didn't allow him to do it based on the price that the Gemara mentioned that it's not a fair transaction. Avodim depreciate, they're of higher risk as an asset class goes than land. And as a result, he didn't like this transaction. The Gemara says, that as Ramea was protesting, he had a dream. Ramea did. And in his dream, he saw the following words. He says, don't you realize, of course what Apotropos is doing is wrong, but we're manipulating him. We want these Yisoyimim, Rechman al-Tzlan, to have to deal with this Maka. We're trying to make this happen. Why are you working against me? But Ramea didn't pay attention to the dream. Omar, he said, the Gemara then told another story. Another story related to Ramea, a story that we know, because again, it's come up so many times in the raid. Hanubay trade, there were two people, the Igrubu who Satan. The Satan had got the benefit of them. How so? The Chobay Shimshi have a convince about the Adadi. Every Bain Ashmash's Arab Shabbos, a fight would break out. Ikhla Ramea Lahasan. So Ramea left his neighborhood now. He goes there. Akfinu Talsabe Shimshi, he remained at three Bain Ashmashes, Erev Shabbos Kaidish, at the Abadu Shlomo until he was able to make Shalom between the two. Shaman, there Rameyer heard a voice that said, Vaid Afka Rameyer Lahu Gavrami Bese. The Rameyer had such a Kayach, he was able to get the Satan, he was able to get the Satan to go away. But Derek Hagav, we once mentioned that maybe this has a little bit of a shaykhis, maybe another noifach, in base medrash b'lei chiddush, although we mentioned it once, but in base medrash b'lei chiddush on elokad the meir aneni, and that is, you see where meir had a koyach, 
He had a koyach to get rid of the satan. You know, the satan is the malachamov. It's the same person the Gemara says. So, get the malachamov away. Get rid of him. But I'll kapon him. That's not our Indian now. So, we have over here these two stories that the Gemara told about Rameir. And I think every person that learns the Gemara, it's what what in the second story? Why do you remember? Because I told you a story about a mayor, so I'll tell you another story. I mean, I would have told the story of Alakada Mayor Neni. It's a, it's, also, it's a Morgishmaka story. What's Pashupshat? What's the smichus? What's the smichus between what's the smichus between these these two maison? Sam Soifer, he said a Dovanifla. He said, Al Rishan Rishan. He said, What's the Pshat that the Sotan was Mekatrik, and he came after Ben Hashmoshes Erev Shabbos. Sounds like that's when the Sotan used to come. Why did he come then? So he says, Pasha, why he came then? He says, the reason that he came then is because we know that Shabbos is the Mekar Abracha. Shabbos is the Mekar Abracha. Kol Shita Yoimin Amizbarich from Shabbos. And Bracha could only have a Kiyan if there's Shola. When Matzah Kodesh Baruch clean Machzik Bracha Ela HaSholem. So he says that as Shabbos is coming into the world, Brach is about to come into the world. So the Satan, who doesn't want the Yidin to be gebenched, what does he do? He's Mekatrig on Shalom. And he says, that's why there's a Merdika Kitrig in the world, and there's Nesioinus of Machloikis and Shalom, Daika at that moment, because this is the whole Hashpav Brach in the entire world, Kol Shita Yoyim, come from Shabbos, is about to descend. So if the Yidin have a Kli Machzik, then they're going to be Zoycha to the Brach. If not, not. What's the Kli Machzik at Shalom? Sirach Sam says, that's Pasha. That's the reason that it happened like that. And he says, that's the Yidin of Loisavah Shabbos, which we've spoken about many times in the name of the Shlach Kaddish, Loisavah the Eish of Kas, Shabbos, Daika. But he says, that's the Oymek. The Oymek of why you have to be more careful, more sensitive to Kas when it comes to Shabbos, is because Shabbos is Dr. And if you don't have the clean machzik, you're not going to have the brach. Zoktach sam soifer, but as it relates to being mechaber, these two mamarim, he says, this is the vart. You have to show me azov, because this is a yesoid. He says, b'sheyodua, denehi de'enu min aroi, livnois harusav shalboi reyoilam yisparach shamoi. Kida'ach fi l'rameyer b'chal. Rameyer was trying to prevent the apotropis from messing up the assignment. He had a dream. And in the dream he was told, ani laharois, we're trying to destroy. So why are you going ahead and why are you working against us? The Chassam Soifer says, that's a real Yisoyed. Not a Litzonis. That's a real Yisoyed. Rameir said, He said, I'm not in a spa because it happened in a dream. But the MS is, it's real. If you know in Shemayim they want something to be a certain way, you're not allowed to intervene. And this is the Chassam Soifer, the Tzaddik, and the God of Adar that people went to for brachas. He understood this is a real Hanhagra. You can't just intervene. It's not so posh it. If there's a, a feeling that there's a Gzair from Shemayim of Anila Harois, then you have no right to go and be an Atalivnois. You can't work against what's going on in Shemayim. This is true. That's if you want to just manipulate for Stutzach. That's not something you can do. But if a tzaddik wants to be mevatel like to get people to do tshuva, or to get the person to daven, or for himself to daven, that's fakert, that's derech tzaddikim. 
That's a, a faket. That's what you're supposed to do. V'derech tshuvazu. Who is the one who taught us this mahalach? Hayrulanu aydei Moshe Rabbeinu Olav Hashalom. B'maisa ego. There was a geferlach gzeira. The Ebrisha said, "Ani laharois." And what Moshe Rabbeinu do? Yorad v'hichse betshuva v'olav espalel v'omah beperet u'baneu ki yemei kedem. And he went ahead and he went punk faket. Says the Chassam Soifer v'ula. Hayul v'hayazebi mei elul ki yodua. Being that, when did Moshe Rabbeinu get the Gemara Kapara? For the Chet Ego. It happened during the 40 days of Rachem, which started with Shkodesh El, and it ended on Yom Kippur, right? Yom Kippur, that's when they got it. Shehem Yemei Ratzoyim, Umei Oz Hukful Udairis, Oilam Yemei Slicha, Ayin Torah Rechaim Simit Tov Kof Pei Aleph, says the Chesam Soifer, that's when it became Desman, Wachem Merum is Elul, that's why, there's a Remez in Elul, Rosh Hatevis, Ani Laharois Va'ato Livnois. Elul, you could. Elo, you have a right to tell the Ebersh that I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to take me down. I got it. I understand, but Elo is as man of Anila Haris for Atal Livnois. I know you want to destroy, but it's Elo. It's this man of Rachamim. It's his man of Tfilah. It's his man of Tshuva. And it's Meslicha. And Fakert. Now you have a right to go just the opposite. Says the Chassam Soifer, the Iker way for a person to build something that's broken is Ayadei Asir Sholem. Shayadei Kei Nikru Tamidei Chachamim Amar Bim Sholem Boinoyich Ki Yiduim Amari Chazah. Unbelievable. Tamidei Chachamim, right? They they bring Sholem into the world. Al Tikrei Boinoyich Elo Boinoyich. Vahashta Asli Shaper. Shezeh Chaloim Loihura Klal. Shehira Lasseis Bezuzi Diyasma Hanal. The mayor had a dream, and in the dream he saw the following. What he saw was that Ani Laharois, I'm coming to destroy the Atol Livnois, and you're coming to build. And Rameir was Mavatol the dream. He said, He said, We don't operate this way. This is not something that we're going to do. But he says, That dream that Rameir had ultimately played itself out in the Oilam Amaisa. What the Gemara is telling us was what the dream was really saying. Because the dream wasn't telling Rameir to mess up for these Yusayim and Khalila. How could you do that? You think Rameir had that dream? What was the dream? The Gemara leaves us hanging here. So the Gemara tells us the next story. I'll tell you the rest of the story. What Rameir was being told in this Cholom was that there's an idea of Ani Laharois Fa'atu Livnois when you're supposed to be born. And Abolashim bit me up. Ani Laharois Fa'atu Livnois. Forget Ani Laharois Fa'atu Livnois. So Rameir said, once I had a dream that I have to be born. What does it mean to be born? So that's why in the next story, the Gemara tells us a story that there were two people that were fighting and Rameir went there and Rameir brought Sholem. To be Mekayim, this Indian of Talmidei Chacham and Marabim Sholem Ba'olam Shenemar V'chol Banayich Lebudei Hashem Atikr Banayich Eloboi Noyich And that's the smichas between the two things. Rameya has his dream. And it sounds like the dream is telling him Eloshim Bitmiya Anila Haris Fa'ato Livnois And Rameya says, I thought, I'm not going to change myself. Tivei Chaloimis But the Gemara is telling us the rest of the story. That's the connection between the two. Not punked another mice about Rameya. But the rest of the story is is that this dream did have a kiyam. And you know what it was telling Rameya? It was telling Rameya and, and it was Taka Neskaya. It was in the sky because Rameo goes and Rameo was taka, able to bring shalom, dvarim the flow and adlamo.